Welcome back to Water Water Everywhere, the podcast where we talk about topics relating to our most precious, non-renewable natural resource, water. Whether it's fresh or salty, we've got you covered. So dive in and uh, let's get wet. back baby lila carl it's been a minute <laughs> it's been how many minutes it's been march when was the I, last time we did this march 15th was our last published episode oh um, so hi hello i'm so glad that you're back if you're listening um to us again <laughs> we've missed you thank you thanks for coming back yeah um, again, I, I hope you missed us. We are basic. Okay. Sh- should we tell them where we've been? Yeah. Let's tell okay. them where we've been. Yeah. Yeah. Where have you been, Carly? Well, I've been here in upstate New York. <laughs> um, but you know what? I didn't, I, I didn't want to keep doing episodes without Lila. Cause I think we, ha- I just have a better time doing it with you and, um, yeah, I just think that they turn out more fun. I appreciate that. Where have you been? Uh, I have been doing my classic boat bullshit. Um, just kidding. It's lovely. I shouldn't yeah. call it that. <laughs> you left us uh, this time I hopped aboard my boat and this was a program that was done in conjunction with an Ivy League university. And I don't think I'm going to say which one because um, they have way more money than I do. And we did a research cruise headed from, we sailed out of Honolulu down to this very, very teeny tiny little place called Palmyra, which usually has anywhere from 11 to like 30 people living on it. And uh, it's like old World War II dumping grounds about five degrees north of the equator. It was a weird time, but it was one of the cooler places I've been. Yeah. And then we went back up to Honolulu. Awesome. Yeah. So obviously (laughs) you didn't miss us very much because you were having I absolutely missed you. (laughs) I am I am done with that boat job now. It was excellent and I loved it, but also it was time to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now you're on to I don't want to say better things, but bigger things. I I think um in terms of me getting a livable wage, it will be uh better. Good. And also being in like, you know, just like society, which is cool. Um, <laughs> just the bare minimum. Uh, I now I'm going to grad school for education. Yay. I'm going to learn about learning Clappy. so I can learn better and help others learn better. That's it. That's all that's new with me. My room is huge. Bedroom is huge. That's all. Yeah. It's awesome. And what do you want to say where you like what part of the country you're in now? Yeah, I'm still, I, I'm in Northern California. So if you want to say the Pacific Northwest, that's still accurate. Yeah. Um, cold water, surfing. Uh, there was a helicopter yesterday. <laughs> redwoods. <laughs> Lots of redwoods. Awesome. That's it. It's really nice. I love it here. It's really beautiful. Oh, that's so great. 
Yeah, and hopefully I'll be here for at least two years now so I can stop packing my bags every six months. Yeah, and I mean, to make a long story short, like we are back on our schedule for the pod and yeah, excited to be recording episodes again and keep talking about the thing that we both love the most is water. Water. <laughs> water. water. If you're from Queens, I feel like you say water. 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 That, it. that went that went down under. <laughs> down under. Oh, I'm wearing a shirt from Australia. Maybe we can what? show on the on the gram. It says slap the goon. Which is slap the who? Goon. Um she's goon. it's a they call bags of wine the, a goon. So she's holding a bag of wine and she's winding up for a slap. And when I was 17, it's like slapping the bag. Yeah. Slapping the bag. And when I was 17, I went to Australia and that was the first time I ever had bagged wine. And obviously I was underage and I had so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For legal person, but no, for legal reasons, this is fictitious. I mean, statute of limitations, it's more than seven years ago. We're Look, fine. I'm not taking any chances. I mean, I would be the one that would be. That's a good point. Okay, fine. I'm fine. Carly broke the law. Australian secret services are coming for you. I don't want to break, know that you slapped the goon. Not, not the worst thing I've done. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They call a bag of wine a goon. That's kind of silly. And it that's what you silly. wore into the field today. No, no, no. I changed because oh. I've been sweating. Oh, so that makes sense. This that you're is not just, just like a here t- in your like field a, clothes. No, yeah. This is just okay. a t shirt that I throw on at home. You know? That's so nice. <laughs> it used to be black. Now it's like gray because it's. Wow. Like, it yeah. looks very green to me. Oh, yeah. It's gray. It looks like an army ish yeah. green. No. That has done a lot of fading with blue on it. Mm hmm. Okay. It's blue. It's blue. Good now that I'm but, not entirely yeah. colorblind. Okay. But, um, and other exciting news, Lila was here last week. Oh, yeah, I was. I went <laughs> home, went for a visit. I got to see Carly in person. Yeah, it was, it was very exciting. It was a giggle fest nonstop. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was good. We drank. Anyways, okay. Sorry, you guys. Well, I mean, I was going to cut that out, but <laughs> my dog was barking. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Lila and I were together at Giggle Fest. We had some beverages. It was great. Yeah. I had a really nice time, and I got to eat pizza from the better part of the United States. Mm -hmm. That makes pizza. For sure. California pizza is not bad, but it's just not the same food. It's different. It's different and not as good. Mm-hmm. it's different it's not, for sure it's like it's fine if you want pizza it will satisfy that craving and even taste good but it's like it's it's just so different yeah and I, I don't concur. know how to I don't know how to say it any differently than that yeah that was sure. the most important thing I wanted to go to Stewart's and I wanted to eat pizza I did shout out to Stewart's shout out to Stewart's sponsor us they're on TikTok now Ooh. <laughs> you want to follow Stewart's on TikTok well, we're tagging them for sure oh anyways um should we give the people what they came here for yeah we're we're just doing like a little little recap episode today yeah i 
um, we thought it would be nice since we've been away. If we just kind of gave you some, what's been going on in, in the water world and in this, in these past few months and even, you know, more so recently. So should we do it? No, (laughs) (laughs) I, I've decided not to. No, we could do it. Psych. Okay. Psych. Also, if you're like, wow, Lila, I want to hear more about your trip down to Palmyra. I think I'm probably going to do a whole ass episode on a whole ass episode. Yeah. An ass episode on Palmyra because that place is weird. And that's all. So stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. It's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. A weird one. It involves murder. <gasps> We're about to be a, a true crime podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyways. Okay, guys. So um, I'm going to talk about what's been going on in the freshwater world. Um, Just a couple. We're keeping this light. We're keeping this fresh. No pun intended. (laughs) Get out. Oh, lame. Okay. (laughs) Let's go. So. Currently, Europe is experiencing its worst ever drought. Um, This is an article I found on CNN. Um, There were many articles about this because it's a big deal right now. 63% of the land in the European Union and the United Kingdom, um, which is about the same size as India, is now either under drought warnings or severe alerts for drought. Um, Oh. Yeah. It's crazy. UK. It's crazy. France, Germany, Spain, Italy, Hungary, and Romania are in the most severe levels. Um, These conditions facilitated the spread and intensification of wildfires, which is, you know, it's just like once these get going, they're they're hard to put out. Um, And on top of the the drought, the lack of rain, essentially, they've been fueled by back-to-back heat waves. In parts of Europe, and what's shaping up to be one of the continent's hottest summers on record, which is crazy. Um, it's also having a, a severe impact on agriculture as fields are drying up with little to no rainfall, and that's Europe. Europe, um, I, I think their their biggest crop corn, sunflowers, rice, soybeans, potatoes, and beets um, are their biggest summer crops. And they supply that around the world. Um, Maybe not here, but the rest of the world is a lot bigger than just the United States. Like, I don't know. I don't think it is. (laughs) You know, it's sometimes it's hard to like, we obviously have so many problems here with water. It's like hard to kind of like, realize that it's happening everywhere and there's a millions billions of other people on the planet that are also suffering and it's not just in america which is just you know it's a bummer um and something i thought was i don't know Sorry, I like, it's, it's I a like real fun, bummer fun fact <laughs> it's a bummer it's a big bummer yeah. i'm bummed sorry what's what's your fun fact <laughs> i don't know if it's fun but um <laughs> Southern England experienced its driest July since their records began in 1836. So since oh 1836, it's been the driest July. The UK also saw 56% of its average for the month of rainfall. Like 
So a little more than half of what they normally get is what they got. Like hardly any for, especially for the UK, which is a rainy, wet place. All of the rainfall that they got in the past month. In July. In July. Was 56% 56 Average. Of what they would normally get in July. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a significant figure. It's it's huge. I mean, you think when when I think of like England and the UK, I think it's like cloudy and gray and rainy. Yeah. And it may, kind of bums me out that it hasn't been like that most of the summer. Yeah. Well, There's I talked a little bit about that, like the north, right? The northeastern Pacific Ocean, uh-huh. which is like the western United States. So Washington, Oregon. Mm-hmm. California has a lot of similar climate patterns to the northeastern Atlantic, which would be Europe. And so we're seeing all these wildfires in our zones, and it, it makes sense that they would right. see wildfires there too. But it's like I don't really think of Europe as being on fire. Like I think of like Colorado or Washington or Vancouver Nevada, as being on fire. California. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this particular story is because we know California is on fire all the time. Like <laughs> right. I feel like we know that horrifying. Yeah. (laughs) But I, I've never thought about like the UK being on fire or right. The rest of Europe, which, you know, think of it as a dry place. No, not at all. And I think that's what was kind of shocking to me. Um, yeah. Dang. Yeah. Cause I heard about the heat wave. I didn't hear anything about the drought, although Mm -hmm. I guess they go hand in hand. Yeah. Sometimes not. And Oregon had a huge heat wave also. It's awful. It's, it's, hap- it's happening every year now. Like summers are awful. getting unbearable. Yeah. And I don't remember if we talked about this in a previous podcast, but I, last summer, I'm pretty sure in Washington, like the clams were baking in the water because of how yeah. hot it was. It's right? horrifying. So do we, do we talk about that? That's wild. I don't know if we did or not because we weren't wow. recording until October. I lived that heat wave. It was awful. Exactly. Yeah. So no one has you- any air conditioning. Restaurants were like, I just, mm-hmm. yeah. There's, I feel like the places that lack the infrastructure for extreme heat. Right. And then they get extreme heat. And then everyone's like, no, climate change still isn't real. Like, I don't get it. It's like, if it, if this was normal, we would have air conditioners. <laughs> I mean, this Damn is it. something we were talking about at work today with my coworkers who are from upstate New York. They've never seen their grass brown before and people don't have sprinkler systems. And again, for last summer, it was so green, greenest thing I've ever seen in my life. And now I'm like driving around. I'm like, Oh, like I didn't really take note of like, Oh, it's not raining because I'm from the desert. I'm just like, yeah, I've seen brown grass before. It's pretty normal. Like, yeah, (laughs) no, it's not normal there. (laughs) No, it's not normal. So it's a bummer. Again, I should stop saying bummer. There's not, there's not a lot of good words for it. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, love you. Love you. Oh, wait, let me adjust my laptop. It was sitting on a wire. Okay. We're good. Keep going. Thank you. Okay. So to bring it back home ish, um, <laughs> record death Valley flooding, a once in a thousand year event. And this is an article from the guardian. Um, recent severe rains in Death Valley that flushed debris across road rage, road rage, road, road, road. Recent, hold on. Woo. Take a deep breath. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, <laughs> recent severe rains in Death Valley that flushed debris across road, 
roads, damaged infrastructure, <laughs> and carried away car. They carried away cars. Just um, car. What? <laughs> carried away car. <laughs> cars. Cars. Multiple. <laughs> and um, it was described by met- meteorologists and park officials as a once in a thousand year event. Like Jesus. that's how yeah rare it was. So, so London is dry. Yeah, and what- Death Valley is wet. The the rainy city or whatever they put, foggy London town is dry, and the desert's wet. <laughs> is that what they call it? Yeah, foggy London town. Foggy London town. I've um, never been. Okay, sorry. sorry. Um, uh, yeah, wow, a thousand years. Yeah, crazy. The storm poured an amount of water equal to roughly seventy five percent of the average annual total in three hours. Now, the Wait, average annual number. total is pretty low in general in that area, but it's still insane. And that's why there were sheets of water carrying cars away from the road. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dramatic, like the, the percentage, I feel like, is the best way to put that because otherwise it doesn't sound like a lot of rainfall. But 75% of entire annual yearly rainfall in three Valley. hours. Yeah. Crazy three hours. Mm-hmm. It's um, once again infrastructure, and you does know, not death, exist. I don't know if people are aware, but I mean, and if you've ever been to Death Valley, it, it's a national park. It's huge. It's dry. It's barren. It's kind of cool. It's so, kind of the hottest place on earth. Hundreds of people visiting and working were stranded because all roads were impassable. Oh my God. I hope Imagine they had being plenty of hottest place on earth. Now the wettest place on earth. Jesus. No roads. Your car has been dragged down the fucking street. <laughs> Sucks. Um, yeah, but they I, you said, know what? Road rage makes sense now. Road rage, roadways. <clears throat> that's a tongue twister. <laughs> and that's what we do here. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Anyways, they said uh, events like this one were once thought to be exceedingly rare or on the rise. And of course that's kind of with every weather event as climate change gets worse. Um, Scientists are finding that weather extremes fueled by the climate crisis are becoming more likely in the American West, which continues to be mirrored in drought. Periods of dryness are expected to be broken with strong destructive storms as the world continues to warm. How does that make you feel? poorly uh very poorly yes it's just like we're like it's the apocalypse just happening really slowly right Right. hurricanes are getting bigger flooding is getting worse the places are getting drier everything is on fire it's a huge it's like i don't even know what to do about it anymore it's not it's not me it's not you there's nothing you can corporations didn't you you hear that like um, basically if the billionaires and like the richest people stopped flying private, their pl- private jets, then we would like cut, um, CO2 emissions, like almost in half. It was some crazy figure where they said, if they just took like flights and that they could, you know, they could be in first class, whatever. Um, instead of taking their own private jets, that would help immensely. That's crazy. Yeah. It would also probably help us because if I was on a plane that Taylor Swift was also going to be on, then maybe it wouldn't get delayed so much. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you're like, we got got to take off. Like I got, you know, she's, she has, she has places to be. And they're going to make it work. They're going to make, I'm going to benefit. And oh my gosh, on top of that, then the airlines will have more employees because maybe they'll want to see celebrities. So maybe it would, and then the cost will be lower. Yeah. I have seen this though. Yeah. It's like, you know, Taylor Swift's jet has like more emissions than like the rest of the top 10 combined or something something like that right and it's yeah. it's it's just stuff like that that really upsets me when people are like does it grind don't your use a plastic bottle or like if you ever yeah. considered using a keurig k-cup ever you're trash you are the reason that the world is dying yeah and it's you don't like, recycle the stuff that goes into the landfill yeah it's like it's not me it's not it's not consumers i mean like yes if every single consumer dis- unanimously decided to stop buying plastic but a lot of people can't afford that um especially people with places where you can't drink your own tap water right what are they doing bottle in glass all the time you can't afford more money for it i know it's so it's like we need plastic alternatives but we also just need corporations to take responsibility and the bill and billionaires too and billionaires um yeah just not the plebes yeah not the not us not us like come on Um, so it just, it really frustrates me that that is like the rhetoric that goes around. Um, although yeah. California just passed a lot. I was going to put this in my headlines and then I found too many other ones. Um, there were so many. There's so many good ones. Uh, mm-hmm. California just passed like a corporate responsibility bill. That's amazing. I think they are, it's like something like corporations could have to pay an extra 500 million um, for plastic recycling spons- responsibility, except that plastic recycling is a whole thing anyway, but it's still good. It's better. Right. So that's amazing, but, but you know, what's going to end up happening is those corporations and businesses are going to leave California. (laughs) Oh, fuck. They can do that. Oh yeah. They they go to Nevada. Oh shoot. Yeah. Where the land is cheap, but no, I'm sure that's a bummer. (laughs) It's a, it's a bummer, but I'm sure obviously it, it could incentivize some businesses to produce I don't know. Yeah, no, is, sure is it businesses leave, but... that are producing plastic or using plastic? I feel like it was aimed at very large ones, okay. um, but I I think it's production. Okay. Like it, I didn't research it for this episode, but maybe I'll do it in a future one. You know, I think um, this often there's someone we know from Israel who um, that one of their family members said that they own like a plastic bag company. Like they make plastic bags. Can you tell me who it is and edit it? Yeah, out? and I'll bleep it. Okay. The, there's like his there, uncle. there was only one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That person's yeah. uncle owns a plastic bag factory, manufacturing company, factory, whatever you want to say. It was like something like that plastics and plastic bags and like styrofoam. <laughs> the enemy. Oh my God. Didn't that person like go to grad school for like environmental management though? Yeah. 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 So that's I think like environmental urban planning, like, um, something good you know wow i mean it's not his fault that his uncle does you know i never know and i've i've never ever thought about a plastic bag manufacturing plant someone's making them right they popped into existence but no they definitely get have to get me yeah this is like when my parents took me to the the cape cod potato chip factory (laughs) and and i saw that potatoes were blown were potato chips were made from potatoes which was not something i had put together at that point yeah 
anyway that's that's that is irrelevant but uh we can what's your do you have another <laughs> i have one more i figured okay, I'd you know love three, to hear about three it. felt like a good number because there were a crap ton so i'm gonna I'm going to break up the heavy, sad, depressing topics with something a little uplifting and exciting. Anyways, could used beer yeast be the solution to heavy metal contamination in water? What? Used? Used beer yeast? So yeast that has been already made, already made beer. It's their waste. It's a fermenta. Fermentation. So they don't have to take the waste that they've created from making beer and dump it. They can keep it and use it for heavy, heavy metal contamination in our drinking water supply. Wow. So, and I loved it. I loved it. So anyways, a study shows that yeast and this study was done at MIT. A study shows that yeast and abundant waste product from breweries, breweries can filter out even trace amounts of lead. And we all know lead, lead poisoning and water is like one of the like largest infrastructure costs. I mean, lead poisoning, basically lead from old pipes, from old infrastructure that we have from, you know, forever ago is what is contaminating like lots of water supplies. Like when you hear about the Flint, Michigan problem, like that's from right. lead pipes. Wow. So this, this is a really cool study. Um, the method is so efficient that the team has calculated that waste, waste yeast discarded from a single brewery in Boston would have enough to treat the city's entire water supply. Just amazing. That's huge because Boston has a lot of breweries. Yeah. Harpoon, I mean, everywhere Pam kind of Adams. now, which is exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. I know. Oh my God. Someone get this started. I mean, they are, (laughs) they are doing it. They are starting it. Well, I mean, you know, this is a recent study lead and other heavy metals in water are a significant global problem that continues to grow because of electronic waste and discharges from mining operations in the U S alone, more than 12,000 miles of waterways are impacted by acidic mine drainage, water rich in heavy metals, the country's leading source of water pollution. Oh my God. So that one was, and that was from silencedaily.com. And I think I would like to hear a whole episode on that. Would you? I would. Well, I think <laughs> I can do that for you. <laughs> I just, I have so, I have like 14 questions just came to mind and I'm like, I, I don't know. think we have time for this. And it That's was a, cool. a larger article and a larger study that we can really get into. Yeah. I want to know more about the study and I just feel like beer is so trendy right now. Yeah. Just kidding. Beer has always been a thing, but like craft beer is really craft trendy. Craft beer is pretty trendy. <laughs> like beer is in. Get a Bud Light. I mean, beer has probably been having a hard time because of seltzer. You think so? Are you just saying that because you're gluten-free? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she goes yeah i I will say though there's breweries out here and there is one um that makes actually the best seltzer i've ever had if if i if there was a way for me to safely ship a six-pack to you i would do it people do it all the time because there's like a whole like craft brewery like trade can you just ship can you ship cans yeah what if they explode i don't you probably have to type i don't know Wrap it. Look out for a package in the coming months. I don't know. 
maybe I'm wrong. Anyways. Anyway, um, no, that's that's interesting. I wonder if there are actually like is hard seltzer affecting the beer industry. Right. Hmm. Um, but that's I it feel for like, me. Sorry, go ahead. I just feel like a lot of the seltzers already come from beer companies. Yeah, they do. Now they yeah. do because like now they do. I mean, because White Claw is was its own thing. Who knows who who owns it now? Probably Budweiser. Yeah, and Hazelbush. One of those. Yeah, interesting. Exactly. Okay. But yeah, even uh, like small local breweries are now owned by, like, there's several on Long Island that have been bought up, which is crazy. Anyway, I'm sorry. This is a huge tangent. What were you about to say? Okay. I'm just gonna say that um, that's that that's it for for my um, water news. Um, but what I got so excited about when looking for these articles is remembering that water really is everywhere and it's everything. And we need to continue to do our part by spreading awareness because without it, we would all be dead. Um, yeah. So tell so, all your friends to listen to the podcast. Yes, please. Now do it. All right, Carly, do you want to take a quick break? And then when we come back, I'll tell you all about the saltwater news. Um, yes, please. Anyways, we're back. Woo. Carly right. is just yelling at me for, <laughs> for picking too many headlines. Um, <laughs> but maybe I'll skip one. Hold on. Will okay. Do. <laughs> All right. Hit us with the water, the saltwater news. Here's what's happened in saltwater news pretty recently. Something I'm really excited about. A small arthropod has been found to act like a bee in the ocean. Yo. Like a little pollinator which is so fun. It's a small arthropod. It's called an idote and it looks like a roly poly oly bug. If you know Cute. what those are. Yeah. It's like an isopod. They're very small. You've maybe you've seen them swimming around if you're really looking. I know Carly hasn't, um, cause she's not looking. And, uh, it turns <sighs> out they swim around to different algae beds and they like to cling onto the algae to like not float away in the currents and uh in doing that they get little gametes from the algae stuck on them and then they go to male and female algal beds and help them out wow um and this is a big deal because we didn't know that there was animal led pollination happening really in the ocean at this level um we thought it was just water movement swirling stuff around but now we're like whoa idotes are doing it too that is pretty exciting yeah, and it's um totally mutualistic because the algae is like, hey, thanks for helping me reproduce. And the idote is like, hey, that's cool. I'm just going to eat stuff that's um, growing on you and also hold on to you for support. And the algae is like, yeah, that's cool. Everyone wins. It's a win-win, truly. Um, but it's also a big deal because they thought that, uh, once again, um, animal-led, animal-driven pollination um, was only like 140 million years old, but it turns out it could only. be up to 800 million years old now. Can we put that into perspective for the dummies like nope. me? Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, but I think both of those numbers are less. Is that me. like uh, it's dinosaurs? Dinosaurs? Yeah, dinosaurs were okay. 65 million years gotcha. ago. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. We are really Sharks. a drop in the bucket. Sharks were 450 million years ago. So we thought, yeah. Oh, if you were to like, if you were to stack up earth's history, on um, like a building, if it were just mm -hmm. like the length of time was to be like the height of a building. Yeah. Um, the amount of time that humans have been here is like thinner than a piece of paper. Right. Yeah. It's mind blowing. Wild. Yeah. So, 
Um, we're still learning about all the stuff that happened before we got here. It's amazing that we have the opportunity to learn these things and know these things. Yes. Um, you know, well said. Yeah. Anyway, so that's cool. I love arthropods and I love algae. So that was like two things that I like a lot and it opens the door for so much more research. Um, and I feel like it's research that is actually useful. I think a lot about some research that gets funded with thousands and thousands of dollars that isn't actually really helping anyone. Um, whereas this is like, oh, maybe algae is, I mean, algae is hugely important and makes a lot of our oxygen. I think a pot just fell downstairs. That was weird. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I stack up my dishes anyway. Uh, and, um, algae, uh, we should fund algal research. That's all. Thank you. Yay. Moving on, uh, a rather depressing topic. East Antarctic ice sheets in, are in major. Mm, nice. Okay. East Antarctic ice sheets are in major danger of melting from climate change. Um, we knew this already, right? Yes, the ice is going to melt or is projected to melt um, or has already been melting. However, the East Antarctic ice sheet is the largest ice sheet in the world. Um, so uh, up until now, it's been been like people have been scientists have been thinking that it's like kind of untouchable from climate change, which I think nothing is untouchable anymore. Um and so this was research done by a lot of different scientists from a lot of different countries, but um, funded, it seems like, in Australia. So Australian National University and the Australian Center for Excellence in Antarctic Science, which makes sense because they're very close to Antarctica. And if these, uh, ice, if this ice sheet melts, we're looking at um, about 15 feet of sea level rise, which is uh, does not sound like a lot, but uh, it would put Miami underwater, Tampa Bay well underwater, and Orlando would now be a coastal city. Why do people live in Florida? <laughs> it's yeah, so just moved to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, Florida's a weird place, um, yeah. with or without climate change. Let's be real, but, but um, I don't so want numbers, it to be underwater. You know, no, just, no, a lot of people live in Miami, and there's probably some nice people in Miami even. Oh yeah, I went to Miami. Um, you like it? I had a lot of fun there. It yeah. was so humid in May yep. too. It wasn't like now. Yeah. It's just um, humid there all the time. Yeah. It was, it was pretty rough weather, weather wise, but it, you know, it felt like Vegas a little and that was fun. And I liked the, the Latin community, like love, love that felt like I was almost in Cuba. Like lots yeah. of people like only spoke Spanish, which is, you know, fun. It feels like you're really traveling. But yeah. yeah, well, Cuba's very close. Yeah, the food yeah. was great. Anyways, yeah, no, I don't want it to be underwater, but it just right. like, why do people live there? <laughs> the same people, the same reason people live in Vegas. Ouch. <laughs> Ow. Pew, pew. Shots fired. <laughs> Sorry. No, I true. You, I agree. You like, know my, I, I worry about my family often because, like, there's not going to be um, water to drink. Yeah. Anyways, go on. So cool. Um, so that, uh, the 15 foot sea level rise is projected by the year 2,500. This is like a difficult thing to talk about because it's all models and large scale projections. However, um, the way we can avoid this is pretty simple and it's just stick to the Paris climate agreement. Well, we, which pulled out of that, right? Yeah. Yeah, But we're back in it now. I'm pretty sure we rejoined it. Yeah. That's amazing. Trump pulled out Biden's lid back in. Great. Great. Um, so if we, and then, so that what that is, is we have to keep earth's temperatures to a, like less than a 
two degrees Celsius um, temperature rise above Mm -hmm. like the baseline would be pre-industrial levels. So before we started doing all that CO2 emission stuff, Uh Um, and we should just do that anyway. Well, good for all the ice sheets. I read that, um, I don't know if it was all of Spain or just Barcelona. They, there's a law that like, you can't have your, your AC, um, lower than 81 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Yeah. That is, I've never seen an AC higher than 72. (laughs) Why? Yeah, exactly. Why have it on? Why have it on? Wow. Interesting. But, um, interesting. Speaking on this topic for I, my parents went on a cruise to Alaska and they literally watched a glacier melt and fall into the ocean. Yeah. So glacial like cleaving cleavage, <laughs> like you know. see all those videos of like, yeah, yeah, ice yeah, 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 yeah. Falling the, the, into the water. The, the sheet just fell off. Yeah. I know that's Some like that. partially normal. Yeah. For, but they, what I was going to say the, I guess their cruise captain was saying that this, like that wasn't normal um for yeah. like that i don't know if it was like the amount wasn't normal or whatever but or like for that ice a lot yeah, yeah 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 i mean we've all seen the picture of the polar bear right sad 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 um also don't go on cruises <laughs> they're yeah. awful well, for the environment they're so bad you know there's like zero regulations on what they can put in the ocean no they just, yeah. So, I mean, there are regulations, but they don't like, who's going to enforce them? Wow. No one. So they Ew, just go what? out into the, they just leave the economic zones of countries and then just they all the just trash overboard. Yeah. Oh, all of it's not good. Yeah. Uh, big gigantic well, cruise ships are. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to be the one, I guess I shouldn't be like, don't go on cruises. Cause one person not going on a cruise is not going to change anything. Right. Well, if um, it makes you feel better, my mom, that was my parents' first and only time they said going on cruise. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I went on them one when I was a kid once, so I can't really You're say a monster. either. I am a monster. I'm the I've, reason I've never plastic been on in the cruise. ocean. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you're a better on. person than me. Anyway, so <laughs> no. save that Antarctic ice sheet. Moving forward, if you live in Louisiana, I'm sorry um, because there was an oil spill again did you know no, i had i actually I didn't heard anything about this august 4th what today is august 11th yeah no fourteen thousand gallons of crude oil oh which i don't know if that's a lot i think in relative to other oil spills that's not a lot but that's still a lot um and i just have one question and that is why are we still doing this thank you um, this was caused by a platform collapse at uh, a facility owned by Hillcorp. Have you heard of Hillcorp? No. It sounds like classic, like evil corporation name. Like that would be like the bad guy in a Marvel yeah. movie or something. Hillcorp. Um, and this is in the Terrebonne Bay and Lake Pelto area. And um, locals have been warned against fishing in, entering or driving vessels through areas with visible slicks or sheens. And if you see or smell oil, leave the area right away is kind of the warning. Um, I wouldn't go in the ocean anywhere near there just because you can't see it. Doesn't mean it's not there. Right. Um, so I'm sorry if you live in those areas and uh, I'm sorry that Hillcorp is a menace. Um, I just looked up Hillcorp because I want to learn more about them. They're an energy company. Um, apparently 80% of employees said it was a nice place to work. 
and uh, well, their little sure LinkedIn profile. They have a shit ton of money to pay Yeah, I'm them. sure. Right. Well, who knows how well their people get paid, but they, uh, at least a little oil, bit well because they're standing the on platforms that collapse. company pays very well. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Um, their LinkedIn profile said it was founded in 1989 with the vision of being the premier independent energy company in America. Today, it's the largest privately owned oil and natural gas company in the country. Boo! So, boo, Hellcorp. I hate you. You um, don't care about me at all, but I hate you. <laughs> I, w- I just looked up the largest um, oil spill. I don't know if this is U.S. or in the world, but four million barrels of oil. Um, was that the Exxon Valdez? That, that was the BP Gulf of Mexico oh, God. in 2010. Oh, the Gulf of Mexico one. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, there's 11 like people died. The ocean. Yeah. 11 people died yeah. from oil related injuries or from like collapsing platforms? I don't know. This is from Crazy. the EPA. So it's not like juicy like that. Right. Okay. Dang. Okay. So a relatively small oil spill, but still an oil spill. But it, it, the reason that like the, I feel like we haven't heard about this is because I think it happens more often than we realize it does. I agree. Yeah. I think it happens a lot. Yeah. Which is a huge bummer. Yeah. Um, I have to think of a different adjective. I mean, work on it. (laughs) I think bummer is a noun, isn't it? To be bummed. Is it a that's a verb? Verb. A bummer. A bummer. Descri- I'm describing something. I'm describing I how I feel. So it's an ad- adjective? Jesus Christ. No. I'm it's glad not, you're it's... going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> not for English. I'm sorry. Anyway, you don't have to put that in. I apologize. Um, yeah. I, I think it bummer is a, is a great it is word. A noun. It's a noun. It's a noun. <laughs> It's a thing. It is. A- okay. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm going to leave that in because I You're going am human. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. I love you. Um, okay. Uh, this next one is kind of fun and weird. Yeah. I love fun. A and lot weird. less depressing than the last two. Um, weird lines of holes have yes. been found on the seafloor. Have you heard about these? Yes. I saw. You have? Yes. I didn't know about it. Um, NOAA, the National Atmospheric and nope, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, NOAA, um, discovered what looks like a bunch of holes in like a perfectly straight line, um, pretty evenly spaced along the seafloor. They've seen it on three or four dives now, and they're all in between like just under a mile and one and a half miles of depth, roughly. And I put pictures in the notes, Carly, so you can see them. It yeah. literally looks like we'll if you post. rip a, yeah, like uh, if you rip a piece of like notebook paper out of a notebook and all those holes are there on the left side the perf- of it, what it looks edges, like. Yeah. Thank you. The perforations mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. redeemed yourself. <laughs> see, not, not perfect. <laughs> They're like perfectly evenly spaced, slightly oblong holes on the ocean floor. And uh, the coolest part is no one actually really knows what they're made of, who made them. It's, they look superhuman made. It it looks like on the like underneath it is like like um like like uh not a manhole cover like um you know like when you're walking on a sidewalk and it has like the metal like 
um, top, like top on it. Like maybe like, like it's great, a, great, great. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, it looks a like sewage a great, you know, like, uh, the sand is covering the rest of it. And it's just like, those holes look like it goes oh. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. That's a cool visual. But like that, that is interesting. It does look and like that. You know, where I think I saw this was throwback. Um, Taylor Crabiel, Crab. Sorry, Taylor, if I said that wrong. <laughs> I know you're a fan and I hope you're listening, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I saw it on his Facebook. And so go back and listen oh, to his episode. Um, yeah, that was a good or, episode. Or Noah expert. So crazy. Yeah. yeah. So this was found near the Azores. Um, well, they're exploring the Mid-Atlantic Range, which is a very large submerged mountain range. Um, and the only part of it that sticks up out of the water is Iceland. But um, so they were near the Azores. I said that already. Yeah. So they don't know what made these holes. Um, some scientists think that they are biological in nature, meaning something excavated them because there's little piles of sand near the holes. Um, so maybe something with a feeding apparatus or something that lives in the sand doing that. I don't know. I don't know why something would want to do that, but, um, and they're not sure if the holes are connected. There's no way to find out because they got these pictures on, um, like a remote operated vehicle. A camera. Oh, okay. Yeah. No one's, you can't dive that deep. So you can't like stick your fingers how, in there. Okay. How they deep took sediment. Can you dive? How deep can you? I think the deepest scuba dive was less than 400 feet. Oh, it's not very deep. Yeah. Um, scuba diving, you cannot go as deep. The deepest free dive is deeper than the deepest scuba dive. Okay. Because of the, Random the tank pressure. Yeah. If you're okay. breathing compressed air. Interesting. Okay. okay. It's wild. Um, but yeah, right. you can't dive down there. Never yeah. would you be able to make a mile. Yeah. Really not I mean, deep at all. Far. It's really far. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so they took sediment samples inconclusive. Nothing there. They're going to run environmental DNA or also known as eDNA, which is a hot new um, sampling method that I actually Ooh. just did on my last research cruise. I like that. Basically take water and filter the heck out of it. And then um, it's like, you know, humans walk around and we leave like skin cells and hair follicles and fingernails and whatever. And uh, through those, you could find DNA. Uh-huh. Same deal with like a shark swimming through the water, right? right. They would leave some DNA behind maybe. Trace them out. Yeah, they've developed a method. And we did this at sea on a tiny little, in like a little lab. Um, They make little tiny uh, sequencing machines. So you filter the heck out of water. You really just filter, 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 and then isolate DNA through several methods and then sequence it. And you can see it's not perfect though, because they, I think the people on my boat tested our water tanks, like our drinking water. And I feel like God, they found they found like an elephant in there or something or like a giraffe, like something that's definitely not in there. Okay. Um, we're we're per, but we're, that was we're working I think on were, it though. They were able to address that issue and explain why it happened. So I think it, it's not as it's a new I don't really remember. Yeah. Anyway, EDNE, EDNA, <laughs> Edna. Um, and uh the most fun part of this is that Noah invited the public to comment and theorize what these came from. And uh they said. Uh, anything from aliens to unknown crab species. <laughs> Sounds about right. I love that someone in the public was like, it's an unknown crab. It's a crab we don't know about yet. I mean, that's kind Honestly, of what I would say, right? So it's, yeah, so- I just like that they picked crab. Like it could be anything. They're like, no, nah, it's crab. It's I think a lot of people think like, well, what's on the ocean floor? I, imag- I imagine there's a crab. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm known, I like person. aliens. No. Also aliens like and unknown it. crabs, basically the same things. <laughs> 
Right. And Unknown Crabs would be a really good band name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Unknown Crabs. Okay. That's a cool topic. Okay. It's my last one. This one was hard for me to talk about because it's a huge, huge topic right now. Um, and I guess maybe if you're going to cut one out, it could be this one because uh, I think we could probably do an episode, a whole episode on deep sea mining. Woo! And this is uh, still a depressing one because deep sea mining talks ended with no agreement on environmental rules. Um, and basically right now in the deep sea mining world, uh, there's a two year rule, which I just learned about is basically a country says, hey, I would like to do some deep sea mining. And then the International Seabed Authority, the ISA, says, okay, we have two years now to figure out some rules and regulations. Um, and two years feels like I, what I thought was plenty of time, but I guess politics moves really slowly. And uh, one year has passed and no, no agreements have been made. And if they don't make rules by two years, then it can just start unregulated which is garbage. Who made that rule? But I get we need time. We need deadlines. Oh, my God. Come on. Come on. No way. And who can't like what? Like, just just ignore the rule. International just all, the rule. authority. Anyway, so the two year rule, it was triggered in July 2021. It's now August 2022. Um, and the company that said they were going to deep sea mine is um, a company called a uh, nope company nope country called noru um which i have never heard of it's in oceana so it's near like new zealand australia area the whole country is eight square miles wow <laughs> and apparently has a population of ten thousand, which i don't believe i have to double check that that's <laughs> anyway this is a really i've never heard i didn't know they had countries this small but um uh, and so then the ISA has two years to come up with regulations and they just finished some talks and no regulations have been made. There is a almost 700 page document of people talking about stuff. Nothing has come from that. And apparently before Nauru said like, hey, we're going to do some deep sea mining. There had been almost seven years of talks happening already. Oh, um, my God. And over 300 scientists from more than 40 different countries uh, all called for a moratorium on deep sea mining being like, Hey, don't just like do this. We need to like figure out what the environmental implications are. Uh Um, there is still some mining happening now, I think. Um, and discussions will include both economic and environmental like rules on deep sea mining. So like who gets all the proceeds, um, and then like how much you're allowed to take, what sort of equipment you're allowed to use. The deep sea is incredibly fragile. And I just, I don't even think we should touch it at all. We've already really been messing with it a lot. And animals there, they just, they just will die. Like they won't bounce back from anything. Right. Squishy and weak. (laughs) And also like, you know, from an outsider's perspective, there's so much that we don't know about the deep sea and new creatures that we're still discovering. So yeah, like, and it's like pristine and like untouched. Well, it used to be. do it. Yeah. Oh, it is now neither pristine nor untouched. Um, and where have just because microplastics get down there? Um, I'm not sure where the mining has been taking place. There's a lot of bottom trawling that happens down there also, which is just incredibly destructive. What's that? And it's, um, it's when you drag a giant net along the bottom of the ocean nets that can fit seven, seven forty sevens in them airplanes. Oh, what huge nets. Yeah. Oh, 
and then just tear up the bottom. And so um, I think Sea Shepherd has started. This is going to be a whole episode. Sea Shepherd has started um, throwing huge boulders to hopefully tear up. We've talked shit about them in another in another episode. And I don't know. Shepherd. Yeah. Right. Um, I. I have spoken about I spoke about them in the Faroe Islands episode. They are like the aggressive anti-fishing, like aggressive. A little aggressive. Right, right, right. A little much. I don't know if they're, they are, they, they're the ones that like violently hunt down whaling boats. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, they had the show whale wars. I think. Yes. That was okay. That's what yeah. We talked about. Um, um, or, and also if you haven't listened to the Faroe Islands episode, do that because, um, I, we have some updates. Yeah. There's going to be a follow-up. Yeah. More dolphins got killed. Spoiler. Um, anyway, <laughs> don't, don't tell them. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, I did it. Uh, and then if you're wondering what the heck is deep sea mining, cause I've been talking about it for a lot now. Um, you can get a lot of heavy metals from the deep sea and the deep sea floor. Just like those ones that Carly was talking about that pollutes our water. Um, so things like copper, nickel, aluminum, lithium, cobalt, and manganese are all used in batteries, smartphones, and solar panels. Oh, uh, that solar panels ones is a hard hitter. Yeah. So it's, um, this was actually one of my students did a project on this talking about like the morality of deep sea mining and all this. And I just, one of my friends made a really good point. Like think uh, once again, this is consumer responsibility and I hate it, but you know, if you can hold on to your iPhone for as long as possible, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. And I, people won't I do that because that's not the society that we live in. Yeah. I also try to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway, just this, that's going to be a whole episode. It is. (laughs) And it it will be. And so that brings us here (laughs) and here is the end. And thanks for coming back and listening and continuing to support us. And I will say that although we've had a hiatus, um, I checked our numbers the other day and we've had over 2000 downloads, which is crazy. That's awesome. I love so, you. 2000 people. I, yeah. I love or all one of one person you. downloading it 500 <laughs> times. <laughs> right. No, either way. I love you. <laughs> yep. Love you. And I hear you guys. I see you guys listening in the United States, in Canada, in the UK. Love you guys in foggy London town. <laughs> foggy London town. And Maybe email all us over, and tell honestly. us what you call it. Yeah. So, um, we love you. We hope that you, I don't know, <laughs> help me. Um, we love you and we hope that you are able to stay up to date on science news. But if you aren't, guess what? We cover a whole bunch of it here, um, both on this podcast and on our Instagram page, water.water everywhere. Mm-hmm. Did I get the name right? I did, yep. right? Yeah, okay. Um, and- Follow us and listen to us on Spotify or Apple please, please, please give us a five-star rating. That helps a whole bunch. And we'll see you soon. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.